What just happened? It was showing on my side it was working and then it just stopped. Welcome to Still Welcome to episode 125 of the Still Dripping Happy Hour. This is your host, Mason. On the move tonight, we got Hayes Holla. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, last minute. We got LTLP is lit. What's up, Landon? What's up? What's up, Cole? What's up? I want you guys, I want Landon and Hayes to go back and forth on our introduction. Maybe like uh, you guys can do a a, a line at a time or something. Quick question. Do you want us to call call you your rap name or your government name? You can call me whatever you want to call me. I, I really don't care. I'm not like one of those people who's like this fake name that I have created for myself. You must call me. You know what I mean? Okay. Like I, it doesn't matter. All right, that's cool. I'll just go with what's in my heart. And right now, it's Agent Paco. Hey, Agent Paco is here. Yeah. <laughs> so, Landon, tell us a little about Agent Paco. Give us a proper introduction. Sheesh. So we don't usually go an hour, right? For these <laughs> podcasts. Uh, I'm going to need to make it about a two hour for this introduction. Uh, I am honored to be in the presence of oh, business man. mogul, fashion connoisseur, uh, rap icon, and just like of all those superstar. things. The thing that I am most like proud of is that I call him my friend. And oh, uh, wow. he's, he's a guy I look up to. And uh, he's just changing the game in Nashville. So, Agent Paco, Hayes, what you got to add to that? What I'll add is super humble, great guy who knows his brand and his audience. And he is pure himself and not trying to be anybody else. And that gets a huge amount of respect for me. That's what I'll add. Very nice. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, guys. I, lo- I love both equally. You know, one was definitely not better than the other at all. Both very equally amazing, <laughs> amazing things that really touched my heart. So thank you. I don't know where we start with a conversation like this. So maybe we can. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm in more in tune with the rap side. And Landon's kind of a mix of both. And so where do, where do we even start? Like you're from Lebanon, Tennessee. Lebanon, Tennessee. Not not very well known. Actually, I'll go a step further. I'm not even from Lebanon, Tennessee. I'm from Possum Town, Tennessee, which okay. is right outside of Lebanon, Tennessee, on the outskirts. You know, I'm just a I'm just a little, you know, boy trying to make it in the big city, just a country boy, you know. Possum Town, Tennessee. Dude, my, no crap, no crap. My in-laws live in Possum Town right now. Possum Town, Tennessee. You know, my my parents still live in Possum Town. Oh yeah, King's Old Country Store. store. (laughs) There's the water plant that smells like... Everybody in Possum Town knows kids on King's Old Country Store. that That water plant right there, it smells like poop every time you drive by, like... Hey, to put this into context to our listeners... This man went from Possum Town, Tennessee, to whipping Porsches. That's all I'm saying. Mm, <laughs> mm, wow. 
So Possum Town, Tennessee, like what came first, the rap stuff or the, because we, we know the fashion and the rap, it goes hand, hand in hand, like basketball and rap goes hand in hand. Like how did this all happen? I mean, for me, I want to say it was fashion first. Like I think really what inspired me, I mean, listen, like my high school experience was very much like I grew up on ringtone rap like era, you know, so like rap music was like, what I predominantly listened to throughout pretty much my entire life. I remember literally the first ever rap song that I can remember like really hearing and like listening to was crank that soldier boy, just because that was on a dude's like ringtone on their like flip phone. And he was like, Oh, you got to listen to this. This is my ringtone. And it was crank that soldier boy. And I was like, my mind was blown. This was like when I was in middle school or like even like late elementary school. And like, I had to like, listen to soldier boy and like i would go on LimeWire and like illegally yeah, yeah. download all the music to put on the how many iPod computers shuffle. did you kill how many yeah, of your family's and, computers did you kill with seriously, they, yeah i honestly probably did download a lot of viruses onto the family computer and that's funny too like it was like it was the family computer like it's not like i yeah. had a computer like every it was like there was the one computer in the house and that was like the family computer and i was just ripping shop boys soldier boy like all these like artists like off a of lime wire so so you weren't like, into rap at all before that like you just jumped straight into no pop, my parents, pop my parents are very much 80s rock music is like my family so like i grew up listening to 96.3 jack fm if you're in <laughs> nashville you know what that is and like that's like what i grew up listening to was like def leppard ozzy osbourne like that type of stuff. So like going into myself and what I actually like, like to listen to, you know, when I'm not around my, my family, it really was pretty much just rap music. And so that obviously, like you said, Hey, is like that in fashion is just so hand in hand. So it's like, you start picking up on the fashion stuff when you're watching the music videos and like stuff like that. So I think like in high school is when it all kind of clicked for me. And I was like, man, like, the rap music is cool, but like what I really like, like, and like what I'm really care about is like how like, you know, early Kanye is like dressing with like the pink polos and stuff and how like Pharrell is like dressing and like, oh, he's doing stuff with Louis Vuitton. That's like such a sick like brand and like learning about all these like brands that was so incorporated with the rap music, I think is like what probably made me into obviously the person that I guess I am today, you know, so that's awesome. We all have a similar story. Mine just starts 20 years earlier, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the oldest person. Hayes, Hayes starts with the birth of rap. That's when he first heard it. <laughs> when they were singing like they were singing like nursery rhymes, like <laughs> Skip to Haloo and Hip to Zoo. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Grandmaster exactly Flash. Right. And <laughs> actually, so cool. the first rap song I remember was uh, playing, so my house growing up, this has been well documented on here, but was, my dad was a youth minister, and so my house was the house that all the neighborhood kids would want to be at in Antioch. And so we'd have him over, I had a basketball goal, and so everybody wanted to be at my house because it was safe, and my parents were cool, and they'd, they'd let them play their music, and like the very first rap song that I can recall, um, and I don't even know what year this would have been, it's probably 88, is uh, There's Too Much Booty in the Pants. And I think that is Two Live Crew, which there's no way my parents knew 
like the words to it, but I remember like playing basketball. People were wearing Jordan four breads, like in my backyard on the pavement. So that was probably 89, 88, somewhere in there. Mason, what was your first rap song? I have no idea. It was probably middle school that I, that I would remember. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look up that era and see it. 2004-ish, 5-ish, something like that. That's quality. So, had to be was, Kanye. That's or, not quality. Um, that's not 2004 quality. was prime <laughs> rap music. Like, take, take me back to 04. Like, the first, like, uh, I would say the first Chris, album uh, that I remember is, I mean, this is later, but like, when I was like, oh, this whole album is super dope, was the 808s and Heartbreak. Okay. That was like that was like like 2008. Yeah, but like before that, it was just like though was I mean you gotta you gotta change like that's a year like the towers had fallen like the the city was alive (laughs) like we don't really know like what was there's some in the air I don't know but yeah like Cole was saying earlier it's like when when I first picked up on it, it was just like, oh, I'm just only going to download three songs from LimeWire. I'm not going to download a whole album. Like, who would do, who would do that off LimeWire? Yeah, That's too much. you guys don't have any clue what it was like <laughs> having to buy a whole freaking album exactly. for one song. I did this over and over. Lean Back Joe, uh, Fat Joe. That was 2000. Tipsy Jaquan. Oh, that's quality. Man. Um, All Day In. <laughs> All falls down, Kanye. Bring him out, Ti. Okay, that, that's okay. Mm. Yeah, that no, was good. It was a good year. No, it wasn't. It was. <laughs> I was. I was seven to put that in perspective. So yeah, I, I was seven in two thousand four. Yeah, uh, I was twenty four, and I think I already had a kid. Um, anyway, let's move on. So Lebanon taught you the ropes. Taught me the road. Yeah, taught me a lot, I guess. <laughs> what did you do about fashion? Like, how did, because I'm, I'm, I mean, I can imagine I'm a Nashville native. Um, I think all of us are middle Tennessee yeah. native. So, I, I mean, I know enough to know in 2000, what, what year was this? This is 2004? When I was, I mean, when I was getting into like rap music and like, I mean, that it probably started, I would say like high school, like ninth grade, let's say. So, like, I mean, in high school, you know. 2000, this was 2015. I mean, that was 2000, no, no. It was probably like 2011, 2011, 2011. 2012. Yeah. So here's what I know. Like nobody was wearing Supreme in Lebanon, Tennessee. Nobody was wearing nah. Alice or um, none of that existed. So like, how did that all happen? You were rocking Vineyard Vines and Hollister. Really no, don't joke about that because I I'm was. not. I'm I mean, being serious. What? Yeah, I'm not joking. Pictures, I, like the pictures of me that I have from like, you know, my past life, if you will, um, is very Vineyard Vines, very like my closet. There's a picture of my closet in high school and it was a pair of Sperry's, a pair of like gross flip-flops, a pair of like Onitsuka Tigers. I always wore Onitsuka Tigers in high school. And then um, the Supreme like Air Force One highs that came out like 2013 or 2014. I like had those. And then like another pair of like Supreme shoes, like it was like all over the place. So like honestly, was this like eBay I said, cops? I, I mean, at that point it had to be eBay or somewhere. Yeah, it was off. Of, it was off of Reddit. That's like what got Reddit. me into like fashion as a whole. Is like 2011, 2012. 
you got to think back in that era, that's when Odd Future blew up. And so Odd Future is what got Tyler the Creator, Earl Sweatshirt, you know, like Frank Ocean, like the those people like got me into fashion because like they were rocking Supreme in every music video. And like, I thought it was the coolest thing. I would be on eBay and like on like Reddit, like scouring, trying to buy these like Supreme pieces. When you're right, nobody in the world, like in Lebanon, Tennessee, knew what supreme was had any idea and i was like trying to pay at that time i mean you could get stuff from supreme for retail because nobody really cared you know like it wasn't crazy um so i mean i was trying to get all this stuff you know 150 bucks on like a supreme hoodie was still like a lot you know to me as a kid so i would be like asking my parents like i have this thing on ebay like i need the money like can we please get this and they'd be like no and i'd be like because uh whatever so yeah, I don't know. It just kind of like I was the only one in my school that knew what Supreme was. And I would mix I've that with the that. Vineyard Vines. You know, I mean, I'd be wearing khaki shorts from Ralph Lauren and then the Supreme T-shirt. You know, that was that was the vibe. That's so sick. You got to start someplace. Humble beginnings. Yeah. Well, so talk about your first job, because once you get that paycheck, then you got better access. Yeah, so that's when that I started. Happen? I mean, when I turned 16, uh, Chick-fil-A was like my first like real job. And so like for, you know, all of high school, when I could get a job, I worked at Chick-fil-A. The and one that, off like, of the exit, the Lebanon exit, the close to Nike outlet or rest, yeah, rest yeah. in peace. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So that Chick-fil-A two and a half years there. It was cool. Two making like seven, seven twenty-five an hour minimum wage. <clears throat> so like I was grinding out there, but like, that's what, that's what got me into everything. Honestly, like I owe Chick-fil-A like, really my entire like you know let's call it a career but not nothing crazy but like i don't know that's what really got me into like not just fashion but the rapping part of things as well because you know they were playing rap music in the back of the chick-fil-a you know they're playing like travis scott and future and like all these like rappers like childish gambino like in, in the chick-fil-a right that was yeah early yeah one. nothing like early travis scott yeah like yeah that type of stuff mixtape stuff and so like that got me really into rap music, like really like into like that. And so I would be rapping along with the music, like in Chick-fil-A, like on the shift. And, you know, some of my coworkers and stuff would be like rapping with me too. And they'd be like, bro, you need to drop some music. Like, like you actually can like kind of flow a little bit. Like you need to like write a song. And so I literally like that summer, like at Chick-fil-A, like I guess I was 17 at that point. I wrote the first like EP and released it, you know, had a listening party at my house in Lebanon and like invited all my friends in my backyard. And like, yeah, it was cool. But that's like what started it all was Chick-fil-A. So, yeah. Is that mixtape? I've never heard of this mixtape. Where can I find it? No, nowhere, nowhere. I got oh, bro, I gotta find it. No, I had that up for about a year on like SoundCloud. And then I got, I took it off. I've still got, I made physical CDs and gave them out at the party, at the listening party. Wow. So there are, there are 40 Agent Paco mixtapes out there in the wild. I have one. So there are 39 just in society. In and society. That's I'm calling it. That's, eBay right now. That's the relic of the past, you know, is the Agent Paco. It was called um, From Protege to Prodigy was nice. what the name of the mixtape was. Agent Paco, you know what I'm saying? So there's... <laughs> All right, so then I've heard, I think you've told me this story where a girl in high school came up with your rap name and that's how this happened? Yeah, I mean, it was honestly probably earlier than that. It was probably like middle school and it really was like a joke. I, I did, 
I did theater, right? Like in high school. So that I was like my guys. thing. Theater and bowling. That was, I was a cool guy back then um, doing theater and bowling. And so in the theater, like this one girl like was giving out nicknames to people. And I just remember like her calling me Paco. And I honestly have no idea why, because I don't, I don't look like a Paco. Like, I don't know, kind of weird, but I just remember <laughs> her giving me that nickname seriously. And like, nobody really called me that i guess people did like maybe like once i don't even know but like this was around the time in middle school where i wasn't allowed to have even a cell phone until i turned 13 like on my 13th birthday i got a phone and so i was so excited i was like i get to make like a twitter i get to make like an instagram <laughs> like this is like the first days of instagram right and so like i'm picking my handle and like my facebook handle or whatever and i'm like oh, I shouldn't be Paco. I should be Agent Paco. That would be sick. And like, I just thought that was like so cool, even though it's like not. But yeah, and that started Agent Paco. Cool. And then I've just never kind of stopped. You know, I just kind of stuck. I don't really know how, but yeah. There's somebody that I don't think listens to this podcast, but did something similar with a name that I, I had. It was a fantasy football name from probably that era, 2000, maybe it was earlier. Um, and it was Firekill. Because I thought, man, that how intimidating that is when you can see that you got beat by fire, <laughs> fire kill. kill. Fire kill. And then my brother-in-law stole that and made that his Facebook and Instagram handle for a long time. Fire fire, fire kill. kill. <laughs> That's kind of messed up. <laughs> I made him he buy it. Well, I've got, well, it was even more messed up. But I had to buy it back from him. He was like, "You want to use it? You're gonna have to buy it." It was like fifty bucks. Oh I'm man, that's not, that's not. But true. imagine, imagine if somebody would have taken Agent Paco. Maybe I would have been like oh. Cole Killer. You know what I mean? Maybe that yeah. was gonna be like my rap name. Like we don't know. Like or I'm, Possum. I'm, oh, Possum Town Paco. Awesome, po awesome Town Paco is crazy. That's, That's got to be the whitest name that I've ever heard. <laughs> like, that is crazy. Awesome All Town right. Paco. So tell us about the next stage. So you got a job. You got some money in your pocket. You got your name. What was I got the, some what, money. What, what okay, took you the so next this stage? Is, this is the drama. Okay, so so some drama happened in my oh, life. I'm yes. not. I'm not even. This is what the fans came for. I literally am not embellishing this story, which is like you know, kind of crazy once you hear it. But so I made. I wrote the rap music. I put out the like DV or the CD of like my first mixtape, right? And I thought it was pretty good. Now the one thing that I will say about that first music was. It was not the Agent Paco that people may listen to today. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was like me trying to figure it out. Like, what am I gonna it do? Was nursery like, what do, rhymes, right? Yeah. What do I sound like? No, it was, but it was honestly like, like I said earlier, I was inspired by Odd Future. I was inspired by that era of like rap music. So like the stuff I was trying to be hard in my like raps. You know what I mean? Like, like oh, like I don't know. It wasn't like it wasn't like explicit or anything. Were you but selling drugs very, in the like, raps? I mean, not even that, but I guess maybe like implying that and like stuff like that. Like I wasn't like, yeah, I'm in the car running drugs with the crew. Like it wasn't like that. But like that was, was literally, I think, one of Hayes's uh, freestyles like two weeks ago. There you go. In the car running <laughs> drugs with the crew. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm always selling cocaine on my truck. But I was talking about, I don't know. I was talking about just like stupid stuff. It was stupid. Like it didn't, it didn't make any sense. It just like I was like, oh, this is hard. Like oh, like one of the gangster. songs. One of the songs was like, I got that chrome in my pocket. That was like the chorus, talking about like how I always kept a gun on me. And it's like, I've never shot a gun before You're from in my Possum life. Town, bro. You got I a literally gun? have never You're shot a gun You're always strapped up. 
So it's like, that's just not real. Well, my parents found my notebook. My mother found my notebook filled with all my raps. And she freaked out, honestly. Like she thought that I was like going down a dark path. And they like, they freaked out. They didn't understand what Odd Future was. Like she, it, it's funny thinking back, but in the moment it was like very, like I was like, it like ruined two years of my life, honestly. But like, she thought that I knew these people somehow. Like she thought that I knew Tyre the Creator and Earl Sweatshirt and was like, <laughs> and we were friends. And like, they were like, these are your friends. Like, you know, you're a part of their like gang. And I'm like, no, they're a rap group. And she's like, no, but like you're rapping like the stuff that they're rapping about. Like y'all like know each other. And I was like, they live in Los Angeles. Like they don't know Possum Town. Like you don't have to worry, whatever. But they actually sent me, they sent me to like Christian counseling and like made me like, they took away like everything from me for like six months. They took away all the clothes that I had bought so far. So like I bought a lot of the Odd Future like clothing brand and Supreme. And they like took it all away because they thought that I was like, worshiping the devil and like it, it was a whole thing so it was are they church it was of christ? you're church of christ is that you no no they're methodist so okay, got it well that no, makes but it more but sense. still christian but but yeah, okay. <laughs> but, but yeah very so conservative a, though extremely it like it was weird it was a weird time and like uh yeah <laughs> then like it just kind of like blew over and it was kind of whatever but like again like it was a pro and a con the pro being like I was buying all these clothes and I was buying all these like odd future specific clothes. And then once they, they took it all away and that kind of honestly made me look towards other clothes and made me fall in love with just like clothing, clothing as a whole, not just like, Oh, this is like odd future. This is like, you know, tire the creator. It was more like, Oh, like the Supreme and like Bape and like Louis Vuitton and like actual like brands that were like established like clothing brands. That's what really like pushed me to like go look at those brands. Um, the con was I was pissed for a long time, like at my family for like thinking that I worship the devil and like was in league with odd future to like bring That's back hilarious. Satan or something. I don't know. But um, so that was pretty crazy, but that happened, you know, it like, again, forced me to do that. And then it also changed the way that I made music because like, then I was like, listen, like, I don't curse in my music. That's just like a choice that I made because I don't think I need to. And so like, I, I never did curse in my music ever. So like that didn't change, but the subject matter, I was like, okay, like I need to find a different style. Like I don't want to try and like be somebody else. Let me try and like figure out how to like be myself and, and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, that was kind of like the, the evolution a little bit, but crazy, crazy couple years of my life. Honestly, that was like junior and senior year of high school. So how, so let me uh, two things: a, a statement and then a question. Because I I would bet you everybody has had a similar scenario. Mine was, um, so this was early '90s, right? So it was tapes. It was before CDs. Okay, I'm old, and I'd stashed all my explicit lyric uh, album covers in this little box, and I hid it like in between all these books in my room. And my mom and my dad found it and they sat me down and made me listen to uh, Three Six Mafia, um, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. Like they made me listen to it with them. And then we destroyed all of that music. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't have to no, go to counseling. That, that is literally so, yeah, that is so similar. Like, that's my the South. Were, like, that's the South. Out. 
lyrics, like a whole thing. Yeah. It's the Christian conservative South is if yeah. you listen to that, then you're probably a devil worshiper. You're going to end up a drug dealer and in jail. Right. That's what that is. I'm just I, 20 years old. Is I turned myself in. Well, I did not knowing it. Um, <laughs> On the way to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, for a uh, fall break trip, I asked my parents to stop at Target because it was the day that 808 Heartbreak came out, and I was like, "Guys, <laughs> let's listen to this on the way to Gatlinburg." Oh, Not, and that's all I'm gonna say about that. Y'all know how that's kind of crazy too, trip. though, because in the grand scheme, the only thing that I think my story makes a little more sense than that story is just because. 808s is like a pretty sad, somber it's album. Breakup like, music. Yeah, there's like there's like bad things in it, I guess, but like I can't yeah. even remember off the top of my head one like obscene thing that he right. says in that album. But like yeah. in, in terms of odd future, like I get why my parents were yeah, like, that, whoa, yeah, raping yeah, women yeah, and yeah. like burning children. Like what? Because like that, yeah, that's like crazy. <laughs> but like, but again, like does that translate to me? Like you said, becoming a drug dealer, like doing any of that. My it's like. Guys, I work at Chick-fil-A. I go to like a private school. Like I'm not out here like killing people on the weekends. Like <laughs> let's like put it in perspective. Dude, that is the Christian conservative South. The yeah. story that I bet you millions of other kids just like you and me have. I guarantee it. But it inspired me. It inspired me. And I even my senior paper, like we had to write a senior, <clears throat> like almost like a thesis for our English class, senior year of high school. And I wrote it about that experience as like a satire it was like a comedy mm. and got a 100 and like had to read it aloud in the class and everybody was dying laughing and it was that was a great <laughs> memory so i mean i tried that paper? Out i think i do probably it was called tyler my creator and it was about like if like <laughs> i had it was about like me if i literally like worshiped like odd future and tyler the creator and it was like very funny so that is a do great you, yeah, yeah. title. Do you have siblings? Are you an only child? No, I'm an only child. Okay, that makes more sense too. Because <laughs> if you had siblings, like I feel like that whole whole story would have would have gone a little bit different. Okay, but then you end up at Lipscomb Christian yeah. School. So how did all that happen with rap and and that kind of thing? Yeah, so I went to Lipscomb, uh, kind of following my girlfriend at the time. Didn't even really know a lot about Lipscomb. I toured it and was like, yeah, I'm just going to go here. Um, and wound up loving it. Like can only, can only say good things about Lipscomb. So I really did love it. Um, tried to I get really involved. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the, I'm on the <laughs> payroll, but, but I think my biggest thing going into college was like, I'm the type of person or I became this type of person when I got to college where I was like, listen, I'm just going to like, I'm going to say yes. Like I'm going to like do <clears throat> everything I can because like, why not? Like, this is the time I'm away from my parents. I have like nothing. Like, I don't know a ton of people. Like I'm going to like not reinvent myself, but like in a way, I guess kind of reinvent myself, like really like put myself into situations that high school Cole would not have put myself in. So, you know, I really tried to get involved and that's like when I started really doing the rap music because I just got so involved and so plugged in at the school that I was like, man, I can kind of leverage this. Like I have like, you know, a brand. I got, yeah. I have like this, like I'm building this like brand, you know, like, Oh, I'm agent Paco. You know, people thought that was like funny. And so it's like, Oh, like I need to like keep this momentum going. I need to like release some music. And so like, that's what led me to release my first two like singles. And then that summer, my first like 
tape, I guess, like EP. And so that kind of spiraled to an EP. I literally went to Memphis with a friend from Lipscomb, recorded it all like in his like attic or whatever, like on his laptop, and then came back that fall and just marketed that album like super heavy, like at Lipscomb, just like really like pushed it, pushed it, pushed it. I think the biggest thing for me was I threw a concert and I think that's when it became like real for me because like, I mean, literally 250 to 300 people actually pulled up to that concert and it was a free show. So like, I didn't like make a ton of money or anything, but like the fact that I was able to do that, I was like, Oh my God. Like it was pretty crazy. Like hours before the show, there was a line around the building. I had it at rooted and there was a line literally around the building like an hour before the show. And one of the owners of Rooted, I just like distinctly remember me and him being inside, seeing a line of people an hour before the show. And he looked at me and he was like, dude, like who are these people? And I was like, I I don't know. Like I genuinely like do not know like half of these people. And he was like, this is actually like, I think he was like very surprised that I was able to like do it. And I don't know. That just like made it so real to me. I wound up selling a ton of t-shirts, made some merch and like, really tried to capitalize like on that experience and yeah that just like pushed it kind of into what it became like now you know so yeah so are you working are you working at rooted at this point and that's the plug to make it happen there i mean at that point rooted had just opened so this was i guess about six years ago when rooted had just opened and you know it was the first year of rooted they didn't have a ton going on they you know I was like not technically, I think, employed by them. Like I wasn't making money, like working there um, because I kind of didn't really make money and like really officially work there until like a year or two into their business. But um, I was just like friends with them, obviously went there like all the time and like helped out like in the back and stuff. And so like, I think I was just plugged in enough there to where they were like, yeah, throw a show here, whatever. Because they probably thought Mm. nobody was going to come. They were like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then everybody came. And they were, you know, standing on the big counter in the middle going crazy and dancing and like a ton of people. And like, that's when it was like, oh my God, like, what the heck? So, yeah, that's crazy. awesome. What a story. All right. And then I know you're a big cheer wine guy and you got on a hoodie. So I got to know some hey. of that story too. Shout out. Free shout out. Cheer wine. Again, like it just happened by chance. Like it really was <laughs> like I came to Lipscomb for the weekend where I visited to like tour and it was an event relay for life that they had. They don't have it anymore. I think they don't do it anymore, but they used to do relay for life. And it was this 12 hour overnight, like event um, in Allen arena. And I went as like a prospective student or whatever, and got to like walk around and had a cheer wine there. I like literally remember like somebody like saying, Oh, you need to try this if you've never had it. And I drank it and I was like, Oh, this is really good. And I'm not a soda guy. Like I'm, I'm like a water only kind of guy you know but i had the cheer wine and i was like man this is pretty good like what the heck and so they were like oh you can get this at cookout we need to go to cookout and so i went to cookout for the first time like the next night or that night or whatever and that's the night that i just like was like man i gotta have this cheer wine like i gotta find this and so it just became like the drink i always like it's drank. yeah it is became it, a thing so cheer line cheer wine for you is like jack harlow and new balance yeah, basically. And like, honestly, at this point, it's a pretty conscious. De- I think like when I started, it was definitely a very unconscious, like, I'm just always drinking cheer wine. I think as I, you know, did more and more music and like tried to like make more of like a presence in like the local scene or whatever, like 
I think I tried to like be like, oh, like Cheerwine. That's like you're saying. I made the conscious decision to be like, okay, Cheerwine is like my gonna be like my thing. thing. Yeah, it's like my shtick. Like, and even like Warby Parker, like the glasses that I have on, like, you know, I have a song called Warby Parker. I have a song called Twice Daily, like the gas station. Like, I was trying to make these like these local things like into like things. You know what I mean? Because like then people are like, oh, like this guy's like repping like Nashville. You know what I mean? Like a song called 101, which is like the rap yeah. station here. It's like, I wanted it to be like very like Nashville. So has Cheerwine ever sent you merch or like given you money? No, they, they threatened to sue me. They sent me a cease and desist. Bull crap. Yes. Way cooler than, than being sponsored. That is way cooler. I'm so confused. Merch. I made merch that said Agent Paco, but it was in the shape of the Cheerwine logo and I was selling it and they somehow found where I was selling it and sent me a cease and desist. They got my email off my like website and sent me a cease and desist. And were like, if you don't take this down within the next week, like we will be like suing you, like blah, blah. blah. And so, I mean, I took it down, but I are still sold up, by, I sold up the shirts. So. Are they owned by Coke or who are they owned by? No, they're not. They're just yeah. independent. Yeah. And they're based in like North Carolina. They're not even based in Tennessee, but like still, like I don't know. It's crazy. Not not that is awesome to Cheerwine, but that's uh, have, so. This is random. This just popped in my head. There's this rapper. His name is Smoke Dizza. If anybody's ever heard of Smoke Dizza, he's got a song that you never heard of Smoke Dizza. No. Oh my gosh, he's got a I've song. I've heard of Rizza, Sizza, Jizza, but not, not Smoke, not Smoke Dizza? Dizza. Go go go. And uh, I think he it's a it's a song that features ASAP Rocky who you've heard of. Okay. So go um go on YouTube or whatever and Google Four Loco, which is okay. like a malt drink that you can get at a gas station. Oh, yeah. And he That's did like a he had a song drink right there. Is it? Yeah, four yeah. locos are four locos are intense. I've had one what? once, but yeah. I was like, yeah, never again. Well, he has a song called <laughs> Four Loco and they instead of suing him, they gave him a bunch of money because they get made a bunch of money because he did a song called Four Loco. I'm just not, so I mean, screw listen. you, Cheerwine, not free shout out. Maybe I'm one day, Bud Light, you're keep the, keep the door <laughs> open. We got to keep the door open because maybe one day I'll get the check from Cheerwine and I'm ready. So, Cheerwine, if you're watching, like, I'm ready for the, I'm ready for How the many bag. sponsors. Do they have screw them? They don't do it. We, um, we emailed Cheerwine like early on, like this was years ago, but I, we like got Cheerwine's email and emailed and we're like, do you do any sort of sponsorships? Like we're doing like a lot of promotion in Nashville, like of Cheerwine, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, sorry, we don't do any sponsorships like of any kind of it, which I'm like, that's bull. Like if I got to a big enough spot, like they would for sure like hook me yeah, up. Yeah. So I'm just waiting. What? That is a crazy, that's crazy. That what, is kind God. of you to still wear their merch. I'm still here. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> this is 2023, and I'm rocking the Cheerwine hoodie. So, I mean, it is what it is. So, talk to yeah. us about Rooted. Uh, that was kind of the next big step. You talked about, you know, all started at the concert. Yeah. Uh, you went to work there. Um, you know, we've had uh, Alexander's been on the podcast and talked about the kind of his roots and here in Nashville and starting Rooted. Um, yeah, talk talk about the career post, post-college. What, uh, what was the next step? Yeah. I mean, even while I was in college, I started working at Rooted. Um, and then it just kind of transitioned, you know, at first I was just in the stores, like a regular, like just person. Then I transitioned out of the store to being like the leader of the warehouse when we had a warehouse built. 
Um, this was like, I guess, four years ago. Um, so I was in charge of the warehouse doing like all the online fulfillment and like warehouse stuff. And then I got the opportunity to go to Louis Vuitton. So I was able to leave, went to Louis Vuitton for a while. And then, yeah, I mean, it just so happened this past February, I want to say, is when the position at Rooted like opened up for me to possibly come back. And, you know, I've just, I've always loved Rooted. Like, like I said, like I've been pretty plugged into Rooted since before it was even a store, you know, I knew, you know, Alexander and Aaron and like Jamie and like had talked to them and like, they knew that I was super into fashion and like, I obviously like liked them and like, I don't know, I felt pretty like plugged into that company, you know, and like really like have a lot of passion for it. So when the opportunity came back to kind of jump back in, I was like, man, like, should I do it? Like, I just left, like, do I really want to go back? And like, it just made sense for me just because I was like, man, like, I just want to have fun. Like, I, you know, like, obviously like I want to make a lot of money, like that's the goal, but like, I also just want to like have fun doing it. So like, I felt like this was just the best path for me to just like have fun doing it, like really like take it and like kind of run with it. So, I mean, we'll see what happens, but yeah, as of now, like I became the manager of the store. So now I like run the store here and yeah, it's been great so far. So, I mean, it, it's been, it's been cool to be back and like, I don't know. We'll see kind of what happens like in the future, but how much of the, cause I know a lot of Aaron's job was sourcing and finding new stuff, man. Every time I went in there, I was, there was some new brand that I never heard of. Like I'd never heard of Mason Margella until I went into rooted. So well, are, is that part of your job? Is, are you doing a lot of that? No, no. So like we actually have like this guy, Ray, who he used to be the manager of the store. And so he actually transitioned to He's becoming... the dude with all the tattoos and wears the beanie yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's like our, he's our buyer now. So he's the one who actually like goes to the fashion weeks and has the meetings with the brands and like brings them on and like purchases the clothes. So that's his job. So I'm more like literally like whatever they send me is what I got to put out and sell. You know what I mean? So that's kind of my job. So is your, is your goal, like, you, I, I feel like I, what we've heard through this whole story is a very entrepreneurial uh, path and desire. So is your, is your goal to start your own brand to be a, you know, obviously not, maybe not at the same level, but a Pharrell, uh, like, is that what you see yourself doing? I mean, honestly, like, I think that's one thing that I've been thinking about a lot just because, you know, I've got the music thing going on. And to be quite honest, like the music has always been like fun for me. It's never been like, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to do music. I'm going to like go on tour or whatever. Like if that happened and I blew up, then great. But like at the end of the day, like I just made the music because I was like, this is fun. I have a lot of friends. They seem to enjoy it. I'm going to keep making it. You know what I mean? So like, I've just kind of been at that point with the music. I think with the fashion, that was like the thing where I was like, this is like what like my like heart is like into this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is like the, I mean, I actually went to college to Lipscomb to be a film major. And so for the first year I was in the film program and then decided to switch majors to fashion just because I knew just like in my body that like I was doing the wrong thing. Like I was like, mm -hmm in my free time outside of film class, I was looking at fashion. So I was like, I just need to do fashion. Like, this is like what I care about, you know? So like, I think even now, like years later, like that is still like the passion of mine. So yeah, I mean, I am trying to, I've, I've been cooking up some stuff for like, 
the past six months now, honestly, about like my own kind of like brand. So I'll be able to kind of do some of that later this year, hopefully um, early next year. So I think that's probably the next path for me. Now, do I like want that to like, do I want to be a creative director and like blah, blah, blah. Like I don't necessarily like need to be that, but I don't know. I think it is time for me to, I've gone on, you know, all these like adventures and like done all this stuff. And I think like the only thing that I have yet to do that I like really, really, really want to tackle is making clothes that I think are actually cool. So I think that's probably the next big like step for me if I had to, if I had to say. Yeah. It feels like it when just talking to you and being a 43 year old guy who I can look back on my life and I can say, and I wish I'd done X, Y, Z. You have the lowest amount of risk you'll ever have in your life. You don't have any kids. You're, you're fairly recently married. Like that's a God thing, man. That's God speaking into you. That's a part of your DNA that I don't think you should deny for whatever it's worth. Take it from a 43 year old guy who's nobody. No, no, I appreciate And like, again, that's like, that's what I'm trying to do. Like, I know there are people like, I've been making music and then I kind of stopped making music since COVID just because it kind of like took the wind out of my sails mm. a little bit. And like, I know that like, I want to do music. Like I don't want to give that up. I, I want to have the music and like, I want to keep doing that. But also like, like you said, like my heart is just like set in this, like in this other place. And like, I'm, I've been working, like I get off work and then I come here and then I try and like work on some stuff for like a brand and like stuff like that. And then I'm tired and I go to bed, you know what I mean? So like, I don't know all my energy. I feel like I'm pushing in this like one direction. So I just want to like see this through. And then like, if music comes along the way, if anything else comes like along the way, I'll do that too. Like, that's great. Like I'm open to it. But like for now it's like, man, I told myself I would never do a clothing brand. I would never make anything if one, I didn't want to wear it, like if it wasn't cool mm. enough for me to wear. And then two, like if it wasn't cool enough for like other cool people to also like wear, you know what I mean? Like, I know that's like, that sounds like super like, duh, you know what I mean? Like obvious, but like in Nashville, especially like, again, no, like this is not any sort of like shade on anybody in Nashville, but like the people who make clothes that like live in Nashville, I feel like it's very much like, done the same way like it's very much like you get what a would blank tourists hoodie, buy you get a blank hoodie, that's you get exactly a blank right shirt it's what would tourists buy yeah you just it, it's like just a screen printed like design or a screen printed logo and that's yep. like the brand and they just drop it and it's like cool i've got a shop on instagram and it's like all right i like, got a 615 shirt and a tristar <laughs> but it's just like i'm trying to do something where it's like no like the brands that you see in a store like rooted where it's like no like these are like these brands have stockists at stores around the country. These brands like actually have like, they do like a fashion show. These brands like do like, they really do it. You know what I mean? It's not just like, Oh, I just screen printed a, a hoodie. Here you go. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, nah, you're like actually like doing it. So like, I'm trying to like actually like do it. You know what I mean? So who, who would you say, or what, what brands would you say, or like you draw inspiration from? I think like, it's been different. Like recently it's been like a lot different than usually. Like I think my biggest inspiration, like in the past, like is cliche answer. I feel like this is recently, but like Virgil Abloh is like, I've been like on him, like 
literally since before he made off white, like when he was making Pyrex in 2014, like I was like into that. That's like, again, like I was on Reddit, like telling people to buy like off white and like when it came out and like, now I get to own like all these off white pieces from like the early seasons and stuff that like nobody else thought was cool. But like, I was like, nah, this is like crazy. Like I was in college doing presentations over off white and Virgil Abloh and everybody in the class was like, I genuinely don't know who this person is. Like, who, like, why are you so passionate about this thing? And then like the next year he did the Nike collab and just blew up worldwide. So it's like, he's somebody who I've just been on since day one. And like that whole era, the whole era of like, I mean, it was like him and like Matthew Williams, who's like a JaVinci now and Elite's like Heron Preston, like, you know, like Kanye, that whole camp, like Travis Scott, like that whole camp at the, at the 2013, 2014, like era is like where I draw like all my inspiration from just because it's like they're they're like the blueprint like they really did it they were just like people who lived and had a blog on Tumblr and now they're fashion literal like icons at the biggest fashion houses like in the world so it's like man I'm a guy from Possum Town Tennessee like can I do that like how can I do that you know so I've just been trying to like study from like that and like be that you know <laughs> like that's yeah just emulate it however i can so is it as simple as um maybe this is a stretch a little bit but like for instance i have i have at least three items in my house that are rooted branded like i have a hat i've got a shirt i've got a hoodie are you doing any of that do they ask you for your opinion on any of that or is is it somebody else that's doing any of that I think like with the rooted brand specifically, like they are just like, to be honest, I don't even think this is like wrong to say, but I just think like they're not focused on it. Like right now, yeah. like I think maybe there'll be a time and place for like it to be like, Hey Cole, we like want to launch the rooted brand and we want you to like take charge and like make designs and blah, blah, blah. Like maybe that's in the future. But like for now, like I very much think they're focused on like, it's just the product. How, it's yeah. just like, how can we sell more product? How can we market ourselves better? How can we expand into like new like categories and like opportunities like for the business? Like, I think that is like 100% the main focus. So that day will come. But like, as of now, like, I don't really think anybody is like focusing on making like rooted merch at this point. You know what I mean? Which is smart because I don't think the market's there in Nashville yet. And you, you yeah, I feel like they were... Rooted was ahead of the curve. I think they took a big risk being one of the first, you know, boutique sneaker shops in Nashville. Um, and I think they've helped push the culture forward and the market forward in Nashville because you've seen so many companies come after them. Um, I think being in a college town with, you know, you've got Vanderbilt, you have Belmont, TSU, Lipscomb, MTSU, like that, that's helping push the culture because you're, you're bringing, that's pulling people from all over the country from the Californias, from the New Yorks in. And so I'm curious, Cole, as you're looking to, you know, launch a brand and uh, you know, really lean into the Nashville market, what do you see? What are the things that are holding us back? What are, what are our opportunities? Like what, what do you see the Nashville landscape in five years? I think, I think the number one thing holding Nashville back is the culture of reset the resale culture in nashville because mm. like nashville yeah. is a resale city like there are a lot of shops that resell sneakers like there are 10 resale shops in nashville and one retail shop and it's rooted like that is yeah. like you know what i mean like mm. that has these brands and so 
that's not a bad thing. Like, you know, it's making money. Go get your money. If you want to resell Jordans and like Supreme and like whatever, like get your money. But like, I think that is, there's a negative there where you're now creating this culture of Nashville is a resale city. And it's even like, again, like I love music city vintage. That's a great example of like, that's a great like vintage spot. And people that, when people come to Rooted and they're like, where else should I go? I'm usually like, hey, you should check out Music City Vintage. They have like a cool selection, blah, blah, blah. But like at the same time, that's a vintage store. Like that's that's mm -hmm. a different scene than like Rooted. That's a completely different like, I don't know. New it's drops, like a, exclusive. Yeah, yeah it's it not the same person. It's even. not the same. And so I think what rooted really needs is competition. Like, I think that would actually be good. I think if other stores like rooted popped up or became like other, you know, franchises came to Nashville or whatever it may be. Like, I see that as a good thing because it's like, you're developing a culture of retail and, you know, more of an upscale vibe, you know, like rooted doesn't like to call itself a sneaker store. Like they are very much like, we will never say we are a sneaker store. We are mm -hmm. a, designer apparel and footwear like is the mm. like official wording you know what i mean so it's like as a designer apparel and footwear store we're having to refer people to the mall because there's mm. like no other options you know, there's no other option no. it's like no like in new york you could throw a rock and hit a cool store you know what i mean like so i don't know i think competition is what rooted is what like the city not even rooted but like what the city needs is like just more of it all because i think that's like a good thing yeah no i think competition would definitely push the whole market in general forward right it's like when a a, a tight end gets a, a new deal and it raises everybody's ceiling um but something i was thinking about just now i used to work for nike when i was in high school I worked for nike and cool springs and we had managers that had been there for like 20 years and i remember when that new nike opened at fifth and broad and one of the managers told me, yeah, I heard from one of our district managers that that store is there to take rooted out of business. And I remember the first, I thought, I thought that was weird because Nike obviously is one of y'all's biggest people. Y'all sell Nike yeah. all the time. And I was like, okay, that doesn't make sense. I remember walking into that store and I was like, this store has, is it's completely different. Like they're, there's only women's clothing in there. One, like, I don't know how they would even compete with, with rooted. Um, but were you there when that store opened and has, has that even factored at all in y'all's strategy? Uh, is there anything yeah, that y'all do with not that? At all. I mean, again, not again, Nike's great, but like that has not affected at all. I, I think like, just because that store is just so different, like they have, they have mostly running product. The last time I went in, like, it's not a lot of, it I guess looks like a Lululemon. Get, they do get like. They get some hype Jordans and like, you know, they'll have like Panda Dunks one time and stuff like that that like kind of everybody gets. But like, it's not like they're like changing the culture. It's like, it's like, yeah, it's like a Lululemon. You know what I mean? Like, it's great that it's there. It's like a night. It's a good looking store. And like, you know, but it's like, I don't know. You're not like, you're not doing anything crazy. It, like, it was way overhyped. It's for tourists. Like it's, it's on Fifth and Broadway yeah. because yeah. it's for tourists who come to Nashville. So, I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. What a joke. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, uh, to the same vein, I love. I, I never thought about how. I've never looked at us as a resale city until you just said that, and it makes so much sense. So, like when a store like Impossible Kicks comes into Green Hills Mall, yeah. I mean that that doesn't help. That just double down. That doubles down on it, right? 
Um, that's interesting. That's a good, good take. What's, Landon, what's your thoughts on impossible kicks? I mean, it, it, has any of us been in there? I haven't. I, I've, I've been, been, been in there. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan. It's, it's overpriced. <laughs> it's cash. It's a cash grab on that market. I mean, they know their mm-hmm. consumer. They were strategic in going to Green Hills Mall, um, and all the private school kids are, are going to keep them in business. So all the panda uh, dogs. Props to them. Uh, I, just, a... I don't even know if that. I, I don't understand it to be honest, because the last time I went in there, it's cool how they they. If you haven't been, they set the shoes up in a gradient, so like the white shoes to the black shoes, and then like it's mm. like colorful. So it's a very colorful store, which is cool. I think yeah. the main downfall is like what you were saying, like you can literally get it on StockX for cheaper. And like, yeah. when you can do that, there's a problem. Cause even StockX is like crazy. You know what I mean? So like when you can get it on StockX for cheaper, that's when it's like, all right, man, like what are you really trying to accomplish here? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, all right. I, I got a, I got a question um, that I'm going to trust your objective opinion. And maybe I'll frame it as a statement. And that is, as a fashion icon that you are, okay. what? how do you feel, take away whatever you want to call it, you guys have On Cloud <laughs> and Solomon. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Like what, and, and or do I just need to change my perspective? Do I need to jump on the Solomon train? I'm never going to get on the On Cloud train, and that's nothing against rooted or you or anybody it's more against a whole section of a society which is the williamson county hey listen no 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 no. you're muddying the waters you You are muddying. i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry you You guys gotta cut it but Just just talk about that concept how do you feel okay so on cloud to me is like I don't, wear that. I don't wear that brand. I, I just don't like, I respect you so much. That's the type you, of brand. Hey, do you like, own any Crocs? No. <laughs> yeah. Let's no. go. Those yeah, were in my rapid fire. So, now Crocs. but, but the thing about on cloud is like, therefore they're for like, it's like that brand. What's the all birds. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they're for like, they're for, oh, for tech. They're for like tech bros who like have a lot of money and want to like have the cool new shoes. So they buy on club that like, wear Lululemon. Like yeah. Yeah. It makes that's sense. Cool. Now there's a reason it's in rooted. You know what that reason is? Because we sell a lot of on clouds. Like <laughs> that's the reason like that. It just get to the bag. I mean, it's it's what, yeah. Get to the bag with that. No matter the cost, but okay. like I can respect that answer, but I will no. say the one, the one thing I will say about on cloud, and this is all the only good that I'll say they have they are making a pivot towards fashion like i know that for a fact like they are trying to be more fashionable we just got a new model in the other week that like is a new model that they're doing that is more fashionable and is not just a running sneaker now i still don't love it i'm not gonna buy it but like it's a change in a direction where maybe one day they'll get there you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like at at paris fashion week in june that just happened last month on cloud did a collaboration with like a streetwear brand, like Post Archive Fashion, which is like a streetwear brand, they have an on-cloud shoe and it looks kind of cool. Like it's like not terrible. And so again, like I think it's one of those things where like maybe one day they'll get there. But like for now, like I'm not wearing on-cloud. Like right now, I just, I can't do it. 
I just okay. feel like they, they stole New Balance's script from the past three years and said, yeah, we'll do that. Which is <laughs> fair. It's Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant's a Hall of Famer because he copied Michael Jordan. Same thing. <sighs> I mean, Whoa. that's like, it's what you gotta do. That. Yeah, I don't know about that. It's but... the same thing. <laughs> it is. But it is. I, I agree with that. I think, like, they it's know exactly who they're selling clothes to. Yeah. The same way Lululemon. Like, Lululemon knows exactly who they're selling clothes to, and they do it very, very well, you know? Like, and it's just like, yeah. Okay, so there's a very important second part. So you, you, you passed the first test. Okay. The other <laughs> brand that he referenced was. Uh, Solid. I had a brief conversation. Okay. With, with, yeah. Uh, so Agent we did Paco talk about Adams. this in person, but I will say I, I'm a Solomon fan. So I don't Let's know if go. that upsets anybody, but my I man. Like Solomon. That's a great it, segue, Mason, into the Solomon I don't skinny. Yeah, I got Look, hold here. Up, hold up. The Solomon skinny. I'm a, I'm a hater. Listen, wait a second. I'm a hater, but it's more because. Maybe I just don't understand. And but look or... at those ones on the left; those are sick. Fire, <laughs> fire! They're point. not sick. Oh, the right, the bottom right ones, hard. <laughs> the top right ones, I don't know about the top right ones, but the uh, hard. <laughs> Neither of those are sick or hard. Uh, <laughs> this looks like something that I would see a dad wearing at a baseball field during a baseball game. No. If he's fly. He'd be fly. <laughs> like, he really got it on, though. Like, if he was wearing on clouds, it's like, all right, bro. But if he's wearing, like, those Solomons, it's like, man, he's kind of he's kind of going. <laughs> yes. Because that's the thing about Solomon is, like, they're further along than on cloud. Like, Solomon was a hiking brand. And then right. about a year ago, two years ago, they were like, oh, wait we can make these cool and then sell more. And so they did. And now they're on, they're on the same trajectory that on was on, but they're just two years ahead. Like in two years on cloud is going to be probably where Solomon is making mm. cool colors. But like Solomon, they didn't change the shoe. They were just like, Oh, let's make it like cool. I don't know. Interesting. I respect your opinion. <laughs> they're cool. I would never wear these, but let me ask you this. If uh, let's, let's, let's get really extreme. If Travis Scott walks into Rooted and walks right up to Agent Paco and is like, all right, hey, I've got a pair of On Clouds and then I've got a pair of Antas and mm -hmm. then I've got a pair of Leanings, what are you going to go with? I may tell him to I may tell him to buy the on clouds, man. I don't know. Oh, oh no. I don't know. That's fair. Like I wouldn't buy any stuff either. Even though Kyrie, like, even though Kyrie went to Anta, you wouldn't buy Kyrie's. That is insane. The fact that he did that is insane. It is insane. Like, but like, he didn't have any got, other choices. But like, you got the bag. But like, at what cost? You know, yeah, bag. I mean, that is like back against the wall. Like he had to take that deal. So like, he did family <laughs> type thing. You know what I mean? Like, he knew that he like needed to put food on the table for that deal. I don't know. <laughs> That's like soccer players going to play in Saudi strong. Arabia. That's basically what that was. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, it's, it's, not, it's the, like live the live golf. <laughs> yeah, it is. Or Messi coming to the MLS. 
Yeah, like you just you got to do what you got to do. Listen, we've gone over this time and time again on this podcast, and this when you get a chance to get to the freaking bag, you put your pride aside and you get to the bag. On Cloud comes to me tomorrow night, and they're like, "Hey, we got a really sweet deal. We got this new On Cloud coming out. It's going to have some purple hues and." You know, maybe we'll put some fl- f- some fur on it. And I hate shoes with fur, but damn it, <laughs> I'd be like, I'm in. Where to sign? Where do I sign? If I'm- I agree, Cole's I think it's a crazy. Guy. I think that whole, I think everything to do with like, oh, but you have to have like morals. You have to like blah blah blah. I'm like, the only people who say that are, are like in the position where they don't like, they're not in the position to t- to have the choice, like. The people in the choice, why do they like take the bag? Because they know, like, well, I'm gonna take the bag. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yep. it makes sense. You're reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> take the bag. What about music? Like, where where are you now? Because I know you've had a little hiatus. 2020 happened. It it screwed all of us. Do you I've feel like you're music. back in the gear? I, I've made music. Um, I don't know. It's one of those things where, again, like I said this earlier, I, this is a gift and a curse. I would not call myself a perfectionist. Like I'm definitely not a perfectionist, but I am a, if I can't put it out and it be good, then I will never put it out. Mm. Like I, I don't think that's a perfectionist, like whatever you want to call that. But like I, the only reason I've put out technically one album and one to two like EPs. That's like my entire discography right now. And that's because like the other songs that I've made have just not been very good or like not even, maybe they're not even not very good, but they're just like not to the point where I'm like, yeah, I need to release this. You know what I mean? So like I've been sitting on some music and like I've recorded a couple songs. I have a lot of beats that I really like, but I haven't gotten the one where I'm like, all right, tomorrow, tomorrow, this is the single because, and at this point it's almost a double-edged sword because at this point I've gone so long without releasing music. I really do want to make another album. I think that's like, if I make more music, I want to do an album, even if it's the last album I ever make, like I want to put out one more body of work and like, but if I do that, like, I don't know. It's a double-edged sword. Like I haven't made music in so long, so it has to be good. Like if it's bad, then it almost, and I know this is me being dramatic, but it almost taints the other stuff. If mm. this is bad, cause it's like, man, like you took two, three years off, like, and you made this, like, I don't know. That's just kind of where my like head is with that. That makes complete sense. Cause I, I'll tell you, and I'll just be honest, and this is not going to be a popular popular opinion, is that Kendrick Lamar takes a five-year break. He puts out an album. I don't think it's very good. I would give it a C-plus or B-ish. It wins a Grammy because it almost feels like a Lifetime Achievement Award, and that's where music is right now. It's like the bar is so low. If something that's even kind of decent comes out, it's a classic and I don't agree with that, but that is where we are at the moment because it's so watered down, but I get that where you're saying it's like, okay, if you're going to wait this long to put something out, it better be freaking dope. And you're feeling that pressure. Yeah. That's how I feel about Frank ocean. I mean, he hasn't released music in Mm. so long and it's like, 
I mean, yeah, things happened. Obviously, I've heard like in his personal life where he's like not released music and blah, blah, blah. But like regardless of that, I think he is very much in the position that I'm in where it's like, man, you have two albums and they're both that good. Like, how can you possibly do a third? Like, it's just like, it's almost impossible. And like, like you said, Kendrick Lamar, like I'm not a huge fan of that album as well, to be completely honest. And like, I don't know, in my opinion, it's just like, man, like, I don't know. It's hard. Like, I just, I don't want to be, I just don't want to like disappoint people. Like there are people who like my music and like, you know, people like the song Charizard. And it's like, if I make a song that's like not as good as Charizard, then like, they're going to be like, eh, I'm just going to go listen to Charizard. Like, I don't really need to listen to like this. You know what I mean? So it's like, ah, I don't know. I would say that the people that really like it though, uh, the, or the people that are really fans, like I think of Kendrick Lamar fans, I know, for example, and you could apply this to anything is the core is going to like it, whether, whether you like it or not. Like here's another recent example. I don't know how on earth the new Lil Uzi album is a number one in the, in the country. It is absolutely garbage. If he was standing here in front of me, I would tell him that it was absolutely horrible. It's not good at all, but the core right? The core makes it hot or whatever. So what I want to tell you, Cole, is that your core is going to make it dope and like put it out and, and, and you put your, put your pride aside and, and just let the people love you. I think I will say the only response that I would have to that, that's different in my situation, I think is because let's go back to Kendrick Lamar. Let's like use that example. Kendrick Lamar, put out such good music that and got that fan base through that that he can drop one that's not you know Mm. i'm not saying it's bad but maybe not even 10 out of 10 not to that quality because he's dropped multiple projects that i would consider incredible so it's like he kind of gets he gets a miss or two he almost gets like ah like not a pass but like he's gonna keep the fans i feel like for me it's almost imperative that this is the best because if it's not, then it's like, well, he's had a good, he's had some good music, but he's never had like the music to like pop off. Like I'm not a big artist outside of, you know, the people who, you know, my core group of like fans who like do actually listen to me. So it's like this next music, like there is a lot of pressure because it's like, okay, like, this needs to capture a bigger audience. And like, this has to be the one to blow you up or to like, whatever. Like, it's not just for the core fans. It's for like, it's got to be for everyone, you know? Like, so it's hard. Mm. I'll make one more comment and then we can move on. I'm sorry, guys. I know there's been a lot more music than maybe our fan base wants, but here's what (laughs) I would say. No, it's interesting. Is that every single day almost something new comes out on iTunes and yeah, I'm still the guy that goes to iTunes. I don't do Spotify. I just look at the new whatever and everything largely sounds exactly the same. And here is what would be my experience with agent Paco is that it sounds like the life I grew up in and it's genuine and it's honest. And 
and there's a lot of me's out there that are that grew up in a middle class household in a Christian Bible belt that like rap music and they can relate to you. And so um I would just be you and I would get past the self-conscious stuff and I would just I would just do it. Yeah. And you're right. And like when I made the all the previous music, I wasn't in my head about it because it wasn't uh, I just made it. You know what I mean? So like now, yeah, now I've just I think I've had too much time to think about it. Honestly, I think, again, like going back to like COVID, like I think that like gave me too much time fair. to think about it. You know That's what I mean? Fair. Like it gave me two years of my life to really sit here and be like, man, like I got to make more music. Oh, my God. Like, you know what I mean? When I should really just be like. Ah, I'm just gonna like put this out, you know what I mean? So you're you're definitely right. Well, look, we're we're all three older than you, and we all three struggled with the exact same thing. And we're all like, I can't imagine being your age and going through that crap. So it's gonna be all right, man. It's gonna be all right. Thanks. <laughs> Papa Hayes in the building. Oh, Landon, your mic's getting worse. <laughs> it's not terrible. It's not it's chipmunk status. I feel but... like we've kept this guy way too long. Mason, hit him with the hit him with the last stuff. All right, let's see. See if we we already covered Crocs. We got already covered on clouds. Not a Croc guy. Mm. Not... Are you are you up on this is very out of left field. And then we'll bring it back to some sneakers. But are you up or down on sneaking snacks into a movie theater? Uh very up. Okay. That's fair. Very up. You just put bring a blanket in, just put it in the blanket. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, very nice. All right, now here's here's back to sneakers. Um, we'll give you about two minutes. Tell us what your thoughts on fakes are. I'm I, I'm very passionate. I'm passionately against fake mm-hmm. anything, like shoes, clothes, any anything. Yeah. Why? I mean, for me, it's just like. It's kind of, it's just like lame. Like once you have one fake piece of clothing, like nothing is real. Like you could have 50 real pieces of clothing and one fake piece of clothing. And now it's all fake in my opinion. Like, cause you can't differentiate it. Like fakes have gotten so good now to where you really can't tell like half of the time. Like obviously you can on bad ones, but like good fakes are pretty, pretty close. And in my mind, it's just against the spirit of it. Like the whole point of fashion is like, you're almost like you're taking the easy way out. Like you're losing the, like the chase, like half of fashion is like the chase. It's like, man, like I can't afford this like Louis Vuitton hoodie, but like I need that. And so I saved up for a year and then I went to the store and I bought it and this hoodie, like it's not even that cool anymore, but I saved up money and I bought it. And like, now I get to wear it. It's emotional. Yeah. There's like, there's a whole emotional side to it. And like, I think TikTok has very much like ruined people's perception of fashion. I think it's like people on TikTok are very much like go buy reps, go buy like fake on like a, you know, DH gate and Panda buy and like all these like rep sites or whatever. And I'm like, listen, like you're just broke. Like you can't afford it. You're, you're 15. Like you don't get to have designer clothes. You're 15 and broke. Like just wait, save up and then buy it when you can afford it. And then it'll mean something like, I don't know, because once you have one fake, like it is, it's over. It's all fake. We we've only had one guest on that was pro fakes, and believe it or not, he's the guy that you need to meet because he should be a fashion designer. 
And you you can talk but to him yourself. He's done stuff with Rooted. He's done stuff like you should you should meet him. You guys would be a good what was the marriage. what was the justification? Um, he grew up poor and in um Compton, and he wants. I, maybe somebody else give a synopsis because I'm having a hard it, time believing now. I think it was remembering now. It, it's uh, for him. It's, it's about, about the vanity. The was vanity a lot of, of it. It was more of the vanity. Yeah. Of like if he his his thing was if I like the shoes, but I'm not not able to get the shoes. I still like the shoes, so I want them. And so I think his his example was the Mars Yard. Uh huh. Um. So he had fake or reps Marijard, and he was just like, I, "That's my favorite shoe." And obviously, I I cannot get them the the style that I want or whatever. And so, um, yeah, I, I can't remember. I think that was I episode like twenty one. Even I would even challenge that and say I think half of the reason that you like that shoe, and I think he would say that I'm wrong, but I half of the reason that you like that shoe is because it was a limited release. I would say if that was a general release shoe and the Mars yard was in every footlocker across America for 15 mm. years, he would not think that she was cool. Like there, he just wouldn't. And like, it just would not be the same. So like, I just think fashion is built on a scarcity, like model, you know? And like, mm. once you stop like respecting that, then like you didn't, you don't even have to, like, I'm not saying everybody needs to even care about fashion, you know? Like it's like, who cares? Like, if you like the shoe, then like that's awesome. But like, you don't get you don't get to have it. But like, you can like it. Like, you can like you can see it on somebody. And be like, yo, that's sick. But like, you don't have to wear it. Like, who cares? You know? Like, I don't know. All that to be said, you need to meet this guy, and I can connect you, and you guys would yeah. hit it off really, really quick, and and you should start a brand and become the Virgil and the Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Keep going, Mason. Uh, I think that's let, let me let me check see. Um, what's in your closet, yeah, man? Like uh, the last thing I have is like, what are you rocking? Like, what's your favorites right now? Man, I'm really there's like one brand. I don't know. I, I sold a lot of my closet to be honest. Like late last year, I, wound <laughs> I saw up that selling. I sold a lot and like. My closet right now is kind of all over the place. I have a lot of jackets, but it's the middle of summer, so it's kind of hard. Um, I have really cool jackets. That's like the one cool thing in my closet is just like a bunch <laughs> of like really cool, like, you know, pretty like rare like jackets or whatever. So like, unfortunately, I can't really wear any of that right now. So now I've been on a kick of buying t-shirts because it's the middle of summer. So I'm like, oh, I got to buy shirts. And right now the brand that has the coolest brand like this year for me is a brand called St. Michael. And it's like the only brand that I've bought like all year. Um, and the only brand that I probably will buy for the next foreseeable future, just because like if my closet was just like entirely that like brand right now, I think I would be like happy. And I, and I have like quite a bit cause I've bought some over the past couple months, like five or six like pieces, but I just like need more, you know? So Saint that's Michael. what I'm wearing right now. <laughs> What yeah. about um, shoes? Shoes, I am buying a lot of Solomons, which is not the answer you want to hear. But I'm not. Look, look, Let's I'm not. Listen, go. I'm a hater, but I'm. I'm he not he so, hates it more because Landon 
Landon talks yeah, about it there's and no doesn't reason. wear it. There's no reason. No, 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 there's no, no, no legitimate no. reason. No, hold up. I hate it for the exact same reason that I think of OnCloud because I associate it with something that I don't want to be. That's what yeah. it is. And so it's, but that's my association. It could, I could be way off base and I am a, um, I am totally up for being proven wrong. That's fair. I, I've i bought like four pairs in the past couple months, so I need to like chill out, Damn. but I really have bought a lot of Solomons. And like, honestly, it's just because they just go with whatever. Like I bought like a white pair and a black pair and like a, you know, some fun pairs. And like, I don't know, they just kind of go with whatever. So I've been buying a lot of that. And then ever since working at Rooted, like I've just been buying a lot of like just random stuff that's like comfortable because I'm standing nine hours a day every day. So it's like, I kind of have to be able to stand all day in these shoes. Like I got the Tiffany air force ones when they came out and you know, I've worn them once because they're honestly just not comfortable. And it's like, I'm not going to like stand in these all day and crease them up and like mess them up. Like, so I don't know. I need stuff that that's why I've been buying Solomon's because they're honestly like, you can stand in them for nine they're hours work and like, be cool. Yeah. So yeah, anything that's comfortable, like I will right now. I'm on it. Well, so the, where where do you why do you draw the, draw the line with with Crocs? Because I feel like that's the, one of their big selling points is they're super comfortable, or that's that's what people would say. Uh, why do you draw draw the line on Crocs? I think it's just a personal thing. Like I like, I think stuff gets like just overplayed. Honestly, like I think Crocs are like. My cousin who was in middle school, everybody in his school has a pair of Crocs and like goes to school in a pair of white Crocs. Like literally he showed me a picture and like, it was like every 30 people in his class all wearing white Crocs, boys and girls. And it's like, man, I don't need a pair of Crocs. Like the middle schoolers are wearing Crocs. Like I don't need Crocs. You know, I'm too old for it's like that. A, so like, it's, a, it's a Panda Dunk. Yeah. It's a panda. It, I, I don't have any Panda Dunks. I don't wear... I don't wear any like Travis Scott merch, like Astro World, like merch or anything. Like I don't really wear any Yeezy stuff you anymore. Too, you're too old for that. You're too old for Travis Scott. That's what I'm saying. Like it's cool and like it's cool, but you just get again, this sounds so bad. So I don't even really know why I'm even saying this, but like the type of people that wear a clothing brand like defines the clothing brand. I think that's that's a fair statement to say. Mm. Like I think, and that's mm. kind of out of your control. Like if I'm Kanye West, he said from the day one. I want everybody in the world to own a pair of Yeezys. And he pretty much did it like as far as he got. And it's like, you know what? You accomplish your goal. Good for you. Like that was your goal from the get go. Like you did it, you're rich, whatever. But like for me and like what I'm trying to do with my brand, I almost have the completely opposite mentality. Mm. Like I believe again, like it just sounds it's a so club. Like, it's a fraternity. Yeah. It There's almost sounds like pretentious. So I'm not trying to be like pretentious or like snobby about it, but like, it's almost to the way where it's like, if the wrong people get a hold of it, then like they could ruin it. And that's like mm. out of your control. Like as like the person who has the brand, like if weird people, like honestly, like if a bunch of middle schoolers start wearing the brand that I'm trying to create and it's trying to be like a legit, like real thing, then honestly, I'll be like, dang man that's not even that like cool anymore like i want like cool people to like care about the stuff that i care about you know like i want like to like rep it and like i don't know it's a little different with the music honestly tying it back to like my music because like i could care less who listens to my music and who like even mm. buys the agent paco like merch and stuff because to me that's like different that's like well i'm trying to connect with all different types of people and like really like put it out there and like if kids listen to agent paco music which i know that they do freaking great who cares like that's awesome like 
the fact that I like have people who like my music at all is like a miracle. So like, I don't even care, but like, I don't know with the, with the brand, it's more like close to my heart. So it's more, I think like, I like really care about like stuff. And that's why to be completely honest, like, I don't know. That's why I like really enjoy like designer brands like Louis Vuitton and like brands where mm -hmm. it's like, there is a barrier of entry in a way. Yeah. There's like, there's a barrier of entry where it's like, man, this hoodie's $2,000. Like you really like have to want this to like buy this. Yeah. Like, I kind of want my brand to be that way. Like I don't need everybody to buy my brand just because like, Oh my gosh, that's Cole from middle school. Like I want to support his clothing brand and like buy it. But it's like a dude who doesn't care about fashion. It's like, yeah. that's cool. Like you don't need to buy it. Like it's, it's all good. Like you can support, follow me on Instagram. You know what I mean? Like, but like, I don't know. Like my stuff is like for people who like, who care about it. Like, it's like, if you care about this and actually think it's cool, then like, by all means, please buy it. But like, if you're just buying it, just like, because it's like an which is where we've like, which is where know. we've come with Supreme. Supreme is what you have just described right now, right? That's what it's become. It's you can get it on Amazon. You Google search Supreme box logo, and you'll get a three dollar yeah, hoodie. And it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's just like man, like yeah. I just remember when it was the opposite of that, obviously. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, it's, it, that is, that is a good example. That's pretty crazy. And so it's like, man, you really have to create that like barrier of entry where it's like, Hey, like you like really like this. Like you really yeah. have to like understand what's going on here. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like the similar argument you made for fakes. It's like, you want it to be intentional. Like it's, this is an intentional thing that I'm making. I want the people who wear this to, intentionally seek out what I'm looking for or us to be in the same community and build a community of like-minded people. Um, and I, I think of this is completely opposite of what you're trying to do, but Lululemon, you know, they have the program where they don't want people to take it to Goodwill. They'll buy yeah, it. They're like, Dude thing. That is crazy. Right. So they will, they yeah, will literally cool. give you money for old soiled Lululemon just so it doesn't show up at Goodwill. I didn't and, know that. Um, yeah. yeah, I just learned that like a few weeks ago. I was like, that is an incredible they branding had, idea. They had a pop-up in New York a couple months ago, I remember seeing or somewhere, where you could bring in a fake Lululemon to the Lululemon store, and they would give you a real one and take the fake away for free. That's wow. crazy. Because they were like, we don't want you that wearing a fake Lululemon. Like, yeah. We want you to see why the real brand mm -hmm. is just better than the... And so that creates like a new customer. You know what I mean? It's it's pretty genius. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like, I, I think Lululemon is doing some really like interesting like stuff there for sure. And I think like, again, like I everything that I've said, I like don't want it to be misconstrued as like, there's no like hate, no like hate whatsoever on anything. I think it genuinely is like, if you genuinely have done the research into these fashion brands and like have the love and the knowledge for like fashion, the way that like, I feel like I do and like people around me do like, then you won't want to buy a fake. Like you'll get it. Like it, you'll get it's why it's, in a way, you'll get right? why it's wrong. Like you'll you, like, if you like the Mars yard so much, you know what I mean? Going back to that example, then it's like, listen, like, go and like research like why that shoe is cool like research who tom Sachs is and like what the mars yards were the first time he made them and how they never actually came out and they were made out of astronaut like suits and material that like went to space and stuff you know that's like crazy and so to like get that shoe like in real life like not everybody gets to have that you know like i don't know it's just like 
once you know the history, like it makes you not want to buy a fake, in my opinion. I don't know. This is a real, maybe this is a stretch, but there is a bar um, in Nashville that's called the Red Phone Booth. It's uh-huh. on Church yeah. Street or close. I've been there one time, but in order to get into the Red Phone Booth, you have to get a, a passcode that you put into this phone booth that you have to get from somebody that's been there before. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. It's almost like I wish a brand could figure out a way to, you could only get a code from a person that is wearing it. Right. So you can trust that. That's a crazy person, right? idea. Oh my God. That's a cool that's idea. That's a sure. crazy idea. How do you, do, you can't do that though, but I mean, it's the same. I concept. don't know. That, that's got me thinking. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> No, that's cool though. Like, I don't know. It's just like nobody's done that. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know how you pull that off, but that's what that when you were talking. Yeah, I mean, about, it, you, you wouldn't have to care about money because you're not selling much doing that way. But like, I don't know yeah. that that would. Be I have way. heard about is not on the same lines, and we can close up after this. But I think it's uh, rapper La Russell. Who's Am that? I? I'm not. It, it's I've listened to a branding podcast. And he might not be a rapper. I'm, I'm not sure. But his branding or merch idea was he put up on his website and you could buy, you could name your price on his merch. So you could type in whatever you're going to pay for it. Um, and it started out, it was like $20 at the bottom. It would say like, this is made for this much. So if you want to like support, but then they raised it up to like the default was a hundred and people would just start paying, like buying the default. But it, yeah, you could buy it for a dollar. He's like, my merch is not for, it's to promote me. So it's an expense of promotion. So if you want to like support me or promote me, you just tell me what you want to support me at and then you get my merch for it. Hmm. It's like, that's, that's an that's interesting, sick. yeah, that's it's sick. an interesting exactly way to go I'm about saying. it. That's exactly and then, how I And feel. then here's another real life example is there's the Nipsey Hustle albums that he sold for a thousand dollars that Jay-Z bought like a hundred copies of or whatever. Right. It's, that's what you're, that's what ultimately you're saying is barrier to entry. If you're serious, then you're going to get the real thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. And like, again, I think those are two sides of like the same coin where it's like, you can do, you can kind of have both. Like, again, like I'm trying to juggle like agent Paco, which is like, I'd give my merch every free. You know what I mean? Right. Like, or at least the cost of how much it costs to make. Cause it's like, I'm not in it for the money. You know what I mean? Like on in either thing, I'm not in it for the money. So it's like, whatever, like I'm honored. You're like wearing this, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. But again, I think the other side of that coin Hayes, is like what you're saying, where it's like now the barrier of entry is high, but the feeling is still the same. Like I'm still incredibly honored that you like want to wear it. It's just for like, it's for a different reason. It may not be because of, you know, me or you like just want to support and like do your part. It's like, Oh, this time it's like for the for the reason of like, oh, like I get it, like I yeah. get the yeah, like yeah, bitch yeah, yeah. and like yeah. it's like bigger, you know. Yeah, that so, makes yeah. total sense, man. Well, that's all I got. So any any last questions? What are your takes on the rise and fall of Polo Ralph Lauren? I think Polo, I think it's interesting. I think like, wow. I know, I think that's a good question because you're seeing Abercrombie <clears throat> and American Eagle and like those type of brands come yep. back heavy. Like are they hard. really? Oh hard. my, so yeah. hard. Like, so, like I'm not wearing it because like, 
I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, the quality is not crazy. You know, it's like pretty like, you know, relatively inexpensive, like still merch, but like, yeah, man, it is, they're getting fashionable. Like the designs are getting cooler. They're taking away a lot of the ugly, like branding, like they're really trying to reinvent themselves. I think Polo is very positioned to do the same thing. Now, the thing that Polo has against that maybe Abercrombie, American Eagle, whatever, like kind of don't have to worry about is there are, there's kind of, Polo, there's kind of cooler versions of Polo out there at this point where it's yeah. like, man, like the people who are rocking Polo heavy, like they're just going to go buy Kith or Ame Leon Door, which is doing like the exact same thing. Like literally like their lookbooks, their pictures where they're like identical styles in their lookbooks. And so it's kind of like, man, like if I'm Polo, I'm like, ah, I don't really know how you like differentiate when like you did it first, but now there's somebody who like, while you were sleeping, they kind of like slept in and like took your market share, you know? So I don't know. It's interesting. I think that they're going to have to really figure out how to make the Polo logo like cool again. Cause like, yeah, I don't think what, that's like, what I say it. Well, yeah. because the minute they started opening outlets is when mm. accessibility was raised, scarcity went away, and the brand value just plummeted. When they, when they went to TJ Maxx. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think Polo, like, I think, like, I don't know, at the end of the day, it's, like, supposed to be, like, their affordable line, like, for, like, I guess the more average person. But it's also, like, yeah. again, like what I'm saying, like, you've kind of got these other brands that are, like, doing that but in a cooler way so it's like what do you really have to offer at this point like i don't know i've been one back to, getting, oh go ahead i was just saying back to solomon they've got the history right polo's got the history in the market right and then you've got like an on cloud coming in with no history but trying to mimic so that exactly and like i think going. polo i think polo really needs somebody i don't know who does like I'm not really sure who's really making moves at Polo right now. Probably nobody, but like, I really think they need to hire somebody to go back in the archive and study yes. what you're saying. Like, why was this cool? Why was like, Snow I mean, Beach. you know, like why was Kanye wearing right. Polo when he was like back in the day? Like, why was it cool then? But like, it's not cool now. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Somebody just needs to like, they got to pay somebody to kind of do the work. But I think it can go back to what you say. What you said earlier, and that is you go into any Goodwill, pay whatever right now, and you'll find a billion polos, right? How many? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Landon probably does because of his job and maybe Mason. I don't remember the last time I wore a polo shirt, meaning even the style. Like I, I wear button up shirts. Like I don't wear polos. I wear a golf polo every day. But <laughs> I, I, I've been but is getting a polo brand. No, exactly. That's what I'm so I'm right. getting exactly. Even their target market, the the customer who wears polo market. every day, like isn't wearing polo. polo yeah, like. yeah. Also, exactly. they've they've got to figure out something. To your point, uh, Cole, is the like you go back and you think of all the low heads, right? That's what you're thinking is like Raekwon, Snow Beach. You're thinking about all this old '90s polo stuff, and I'm getting Facebook marketed. I'm not on Facebook, Instagram marketed, I guess, right now. A lot of this, they're trying to retro some things. Like I got retro, uh, I marketed a thing today, which is like a polo volleyball uh, polo shirt. 
And like there, it's not cool. So they've got to figure out a way. You're, you're correct. Somebody's got to do some better marketing to make it like a Jordan retro. I think is what they want to do, but it's not working yet. Um, I think it also got super saturated with the stupid bear. Like the bear screwed up a lot of stuff for them. Um, but the bigger, I think the bigger hurdle they have is the resale thing where you go into any thrift store and you're going to find a billion polo guys on a shirt. Yeah. And I mean, when I was in school, everybody wore polo, but like now you're in school and I bet those people are wearing just like other brands. Like, like I said, like even like the people that I see wearing like Ame Leon door are like, young adults like usually like guys. 18 to 24 like white kids wear that brand and like that's where you know if the brand's gonna pop off or not that demographic the market of mm. like i go to private school and my parents will buy me whatever brand i like really want like that's like the market that like i feel like controls that the polo kind of sphere of clothing you know what i mean so like and that market does not want polo so it's like i don't mm. know Good question, Landon. And Which is ironic. Why do you ask oh, that? Oh, I have an Italian leather polo belt that I've owned since seventh grade. <laughs> since seventh grade. And, and it still I fits? Still, it still fits. I wear it daily. Wow. Quality. 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 Well, They hey, don't listen, make them like they used to. They do and, not. In the same instance, I'm still the guy. I'm I'm the 40 year old of the bunch where I go into a thrift store. I see all this polo stuff, and I'm like, "Holy crap! I don't believe they have a polo button up, and it's three dollars. Oh my gosh! Like I'm that guy. It's pathetic, I guess. Polo's dope. I, I'm here for it when it comes back. That's what I'm saying. I think polo's cool, and they have a really cool like history. So it's like I'm ready. I'm ready too. I'm ready for polo. It's just like we'll they gotta do that. it. Let's start that. We will be polo boys. Still dripping will be the New Balance to Jack Harlow. We'll be that. I think. We'll I think we should boys. all. We should all go play polo first. Polo boys. Mm. I'm never. <laughs> you ever watch the YouTube all. video? Is a Nashville guy. Ben had polo. I've been had polo. Ben had, Ben oh, had. Yeah. yeah, he passed ben away. That was sad. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, that video was like so big. Yeah. All right, let's just let this guy get out of here. That, this has been amazing. I'm ready to go to bed. Thank you guys. Hey, seriously, thank you guys for having me on. Like, it was very interesting conversation. So I really appreciate it. And yeah, it was really cool. Hey, where can where can our listeners find you? Listen, I'm at Agent Paco on Instagram. Um, follow me there for updates. I know I said I'm going to be trying to release possibly some music, but probably more soon, some stuff regarding like a new clothing brand and stuff like that. So that's the best place to keep up. So yes, follow me on Instagram and stream. Stream the devil works hard, but Agent Paco works harder while you're at it. You know what I mean? Like you got to keep go. bumping, keep bumping Charizard, keep bumping all my music. If you're uh, if you're a fan, maybe you'll find something that you've never heard before, you know. So perfect. I'd agree with how do, all that. How do you feel about freestyling? I can't do it. I'm not good at it. I Neither can Hayes, but Hayes tries. Saying, <laughs> I start saying like dumb stuff, and almost like I start getting like 
just like kind of weird. Like throw on a freaking beat well, and just shut up. Hey, here's what we're gonna do. Then we're gonna let Hayes go first, and then once you see how dumb it is, you can you can jump in if you feel mm. it. You just mm. let me know, all right? Because Hayes, like he said earlier, de- every week he's selling cocaine out of his trunk and he's yeah. dropping bodies. So, yeah. um, and and usually he'll throw in uh, some unwoke uh something that that is probably offensive to four four percent of the population now i know exactly what to rap about just play the (laughs) stupid beat remember this is episode 125 of the still dripping happy hour we thank you for listening you could be anywhere in the world but you're here with us and we appreciate that go follow the cards one right hayes cookies on the bottom shelf just Uh, just shut up thank you cole for being on here yes and here comes the beat hayes Mm, I don't know which one to do. Roulette. Italy. No, that's terrible. Oh, gosh. Just let it go. I'll uh, just remix it. Hayes made all these beats. <laughs> uh, riding oh. on a taco through space. I got Agent Paco on my waist. No homo. We're just playing around. We're just homies. I like going to the beach. I'm looking at seashells. I'm gathering up. I see a whale. He swallows my kayak. Bayak. I'm shooting him out of my trunk. It's a drive-by. I killed 8,000 people. Oh, I got cocaine in my back pocket. I got so much cocaine, I, I got it and I lock it. You, you got a part, I got a part. You put it together, it's a heart of cocaine. I've got that propane. Fire. I blow it up. I blow it up. I'm blowing up like a Ferragamo, Ramo, Ramo, Shamo. I got Gamo. Eat the Pio. I got Pio. I got like apple pie. I stick my thumb in it. I pull out a plum and I'm dumb. I'm getting stupid dumb. Uh, new balance, pallets, pallets, balance. I'm Jack Harlow and now I'm balanced. Ooh, hey, hey. Still dripping. Still dripping. <laughs> That wasn't even one of the dumb ones. That was decent. He was we'll closing his eyes. That, that was, was really decent. That was decent. <laughs> oh, we'll cool. see you next I'm week. Peace. I'm locked in like a